He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. I love travel because it is a way for me to heal, feel, and meet amazing people that I otherwise would not have met. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody. Today we have Sahara Rose, who is a wellness travel coach and consultant and the founder of the Travel Coach Network. Sahara spent a decade traveling over to 84 countries before founding her business. Her mission is to educate companies on the wellness benefits of travel. Sahara is a published author, global speaker, and has been seen in over 70 media outlets, including Forbes and Business Insiders, for her expertise. I'm really excited to have Sahara on the show. We've been connected through multiple different uh, media, like speaking events and LinkedIn so, Sahara, welcome to the show. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's been a long time coming. We've been working on this for a while, so I'm really excited to have you here. What, uh, what's yeah. been new in your life? Oh, you know, just uh, waiting for the snow in the Midwest here to go away. It's been teasing us a little bit lately with sunshine here and there, and now some more snow yesterday. So just waiting for that and just, uh, you know, growing my businesses, so which have always kept me busy. And then just meeting some more amazing people like yourself and having calls and connections and uh, doing some fun stuff. I'm excited. That's so cool. And uh, I feel you on the the sun kind of teasing us a little bit. It's doing the same thing here in the Pacific Northwest. So we're like one day it's a little bit sunny and then we get a lot of rain. So I feel it. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to jump in because, uh, you know, as we talked, uh, not talked about, but as I mentioned that you, you know, you traveled over 84 countries in the last 10 years um, while also being a founder and growing a business and doing all the things that you do. Um, I just don't know how you have like the time to be honest, but um, I really want to dive in, like, where does your story really begin? Like, what what inspired you to start everything that you've done? Yeah, thank you so much. That's a really great question, because I think a lot of people might be able to relate to my story. Um, I was never someone who knew my exact path in life, what I wanted to be. I didn't um, go right out of high school into a university knowing what I wanted to master in um, or study, and I struggled. I changed majors quite a bit, and it was... Uh, my third year of university, I, I was again changing majors and I was also changing universities going back across country and I went to a Chicago school and I saw that they had a tourism program and I was like, well, travel's always, you know, something cool who, who you know, who, especially people in their twenties, uh, who, do, who doesn't like to travel. So I enrolled in that program and it was a two-year program until I graduated from university and I applied. I loved it. I loved what I was learning. But upon graduating, I did not find anything that really aligned with what I wanted to do. You know, you're really faced with a lot, a hard decision when you're a college grad, you know, that pressure from society and friends and family and culture to climb the corporate ladder, find a good job, get a good title, get a good salary and do, you know, what's expected. And I never felt like that was my path. I didn't know what my path was, but I knew that there was a big world out there and I could learn and figure that out. And I wanted to fulfill this uh, 
desire to travel. And I did so. I That's where I started my journey. I bought a one-way ticket to Ireland and packed a bag and I set off and I spent the next decade hopping around the globe solo. That's incredible. So for when you were doing all of this, like when you, so when you went in for tourism and hospitality, were your kind of like limits or expectations set on like, it's either a restaurant, hotel, or being like a tourism, like, like travel agent, or was it pretty like, was, I guess my thought of just the overall expectations that like, this is like the box that we're going to be put in for this industry. And for you, there was just something that was like this, there's got to be more. Yeah, you're dead on. Uh, That's exactly it. Uh, I mean, I loved my program. I loved my professors, but that is something that I really aspire tourism and hospitality programs across all universities to start morphing, morphing what it is uh, that they talk about and the opportunities and possibilities that they really empower students with. Because when it comes to the travel and hospitality industry, the first things that come to mind are hotels, restaurants, airlines, uh, and travel agencies. Everyone so when I wanted to join a or work in somewhere in the travel industry, everyone was like, well, you must be a travel agent. You know, that's what you do or a travel manager um, or get hired. It's, another thing is they're like, well, just get hired by a company, get paid to travel. And even though that sounds enticing to many people, I, I had met business travelers. I spent a lot of my um, young, my years, how I was able to save money and made money for my trips was I worked in restaurants in Chicago. So I was in the restaurant industry for over 12 years. And especially in Chicago, it's a lot of tourists and business travelers. So I had met a lot of business travels, travelers and had conversations with them for years. And they were not happy with, you know, they didn't have time to do anything. They didn't get to see anything. And so in my, the back of my mind, I remembered that. And I knew that wasn't for me either. And that is something that I do in my businesses today is just really inspire and empower not only women, but men too, to think outside of the box when it comes to a travel career and the possibilities, because they really are endless. And especially now, the uh, post-COVID world, there are so many doors opening to new ideas, innovation, and reshaping of what the travel and hospitality industries really look like. I love that. I couldn't have said it better myself. And so I want to ask the question of what were the biggest takeaways being a solo traveler during these 10 years? What really opened your eyes to this new world? Not only, of course, culturally and, you know, where you are on or around the globe, but like literally in hospitality, what opened up your eyes to, to this whole new experience? Yeah, that's um, another great question, question, because although I knew what I didn't want to do for years, I still struggled to figure out what I wanted to do. Where could I fit into the industry, use this knowledge and experiences that I was um, gaining throughout my journey. Not only was I learning, one of the biggest things that I learned was the healing power of travel. One of the, the not pretty, I give two answers when it comes to why did you start your journey? The pretty one is, you know, I and it, they're both very true is that I was looking, you know, to find myself, find my path, find my career path and everything. But then the, the one that we don't always like to talk about is the underlying ish, uh, reasons why people travel. And a lot of times that has to do with your internal self. So I always struggled with anxiety and I, and there's like the flight or the flight. And I'm definitely a flight person. So I literally would run away, travel around the globe to figure out, you know, how do I cope with this? How do I, who am I as a person? And so that catalyst to that journey and having this underlying 
thing that, you know, I dealt with, I was learning so much about how healing travel was and how it, you know, what it was teaching me about myself and about, um, you know, what kind of life I wanted to have. And then also having conversations with other travelers, hearing why they really traveled, what started them on their own journey, whether it was they were also backpackers or they were families who traveled or couples who were hopping around the globe or digital nomads. And just hearing these different stories really opened my eyes to how powerful travel is as a key to uniting us as human beings. We all turn to travel for something in our life. We don't have to be avid travelers. We don't have to be monthly backpackers, yearly backpackers. That's a whole different type of persona you need to be for that. It's not for everyone. But we think about when we do turn to travel, it's to celebrate, it's to uh, come together, to meet new people, to see new places, to get inspired, whether it's for business, your personal life with your friends, your family, your children, whatnot. And that is one of the biggest things I realized that inspired me to say, well, there must be more to the travel industry because, you know, all these jobs have to do with only bookings or blogging or planning a trip. And I was never interested in any of those, but I said, well, how else can we integrate our knowledge and love of travel that can apply to different areas of people's life and business? So that's what inspired me to become a travel coach myself. Well, I was going to ask, so when you were doing these travels, like, especially when you just booked a one-way ticket to Ireland, what was your, like, I know you saved money is what you said you were saving money and you worked throughout your, your childhood up to that, but what were some ways to earn income while you were traveling and actually being on these extended trips? Yeah. And unlike a lot of backpackers or people who travel a lot, I actually never worked while I traveled as odd as that might sound for how long I traveled, I wanted to enjoy my travels. I even had a personal blog, which I didn't spend much time doing um, because I wanted to, I didn't want to take away from my main focus and point of traveling, which was to learn more about these places and to gain experiences and not sit behind a computer. So I didn't start traveling with work until I started my businesses. But some of the ways that I did um, make money in order to save and saved money where, you know, I hustled. I had to have a mindset shift. Uh, when I was, it, it was that first day of my third year of university. So the first day in the, in the tourism program, I was in an international tourism class and we had a lot of foreign exchange students in there. And the first thing we did was go around the room, introduce ourselves and say how many countries we had been to. And at that time I had I think I had maybe three and two of them were, I barely remember trips to Mexico to visit my grandma's family trips, trips to Canada and the family van uh, to visit my grandpa's family. I barely remember those. Uh, and then like a all-inclusive resort, which was very sheltered to Dominican Republic when I was in high school. But other than that, I was hearing all these these people saying how they've been to 10, 15, 20 countries or more. And I was like, wow but I'm a broke college student. How am I going to be able to do that? You know, I'm an only child with a single mom and I, a, a misconception that people have is that traveling is going to be expensive. And that's something I think marketing and tourism has to start shifting because it is possible for everybody on their own budget and their own type of experiences that are desired. The world of luxury travel is, tra is shifting as well. So I had the same um, idea that everyone else did in the very beginning that, you know, I'm, I have to have a lot of money in order to travel the world and, or it's a one, one 
time a year type of experience that we can have because, you know, it takes so much out of people's uh, budgets. And I started hustling. I was still in university. I had full-time student and I started working five jobs at once. So I, like our mentor, David Meltzer always says, be a student of your calendar. I found where I could uh, fit in uh, some more work to do. So I started working uh, everything. But the thing is, I did everything that I really loved to do. I didn't want to spend my time doing things, keeping myself so busy that were making me miserable. So I did things like babysitting. So I loved being with kids. I being in Chicago, there was a lot of opportunities. So I started working for a lot of uh, staffing agencies. So I got to work at big conventions and events and expos, trade shows. I got to work on the floor and in registration. Um, and then when I was 21, finally, I was able to work in the restaurants. So I worked in the restaurants a lot. Um, and then I did things online from marketing for real estate agents, all different types of things that I really did enjoy. And they all taught me something. And I got to learn what I liked and I didn't like to do until eventually the restaurant industry became lucrative enough that I could I graduated from university and I only just worked those, uh, worked in a restaurant. And, uh, but then again, I, I worked, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinners, you know, picked up shifts, worked events and just, it, and it wasn't only about making money because a lot of my friends in, in Chicago were doing the same thing. They made great money in restaurants too, but they couldn't pay their rent. And it's about how you manage and how you save your money. So I was learning you know, I, I not only did I not have time to spend my money because I was working so much and I didn't go out and party after my shift at the restaurant because I had to get up for the breakfast shift the next day, but it was, I really saw what the value of a dollar really means and what working hard for your money really means. And I didn't want to just throw my money away to anything. And we all value things differently. I was never, you know, someone, I didn't have a car at the time and I really limited my expenses. I looked at what bills I were really necessary or if I could minimize some of the bills. I didn't have TV or cable for a while. Um, you know, I was watching shows online and this is before like the whole Netflix and everything came about. Um, so I, and I don't call those sacrifices either. Some people say you have to sacrifice some things. They weren't sacrifices because I really just saw the, the value and an end goal of what I was working towards. And I wanted that more than I cared about having, you know, a TV in my apartment at night. Um, so it was just changing that mindset and really reevaluating with myself what mattered most and how I was going to spend my time and what kind of goals I had in mind and how was I going to reach those. You literally had the, the most perfect answer for that question because that is spot on, like totally spot on. I think the mindset shift is the most important thing because when you're about to make a journey like this, you know, entrepreneurship and creating something that gives you fulfillment, but also gives you able to, you know, create a lifestyle and a life that you want to live, um, is super key. Like you're, and you, I love that you said it's not a sacrifice because at the end of the day, you're like, I don't need a Spotify, you know, subscription. I don't need to have a TV. I don't need to have a full lavish furnishing. I don't need to go after, after, after every shift and party with my coworkers or anything like that. So I think it's super huge. That's the only thing that like, I think went into why I was able to, you know, give up my job full time as well and, and do this. So I think you're spot on with that. And I, I love it. So 
Now let's talk about leading the moments into starting the travel coach network. So what was like the light bulb moment for you while you've been traveling and coming back and working and then like going and doing your thing? What was the light bulb moment that was like, I'm going to start this business and this is what is going to like sustain my life? Yeah. So I actually uh, run two businesses and they both kind of fed off of one another. So when I realized that I didn't want to be a travel agent or a travel blogger and all those things that, you know, if you ask someone, what kind of, what can you do if you want to travel and have a freedom based lifestyle that they'll list to you? I don't want to be an influencer that didn't have any value or, or meaning to me. Um, and so I was really on this path of figuring out like, what, what can I be? There must be something more. And I started, I said, well, I'm just going to start from the very beginning. How do I start a business in general? So when I went online, I opened my laptop, I was sitting in a hostel in the North of Spain and I was like, okay, let's figure out how to start a business. And I Googled what kind of businesses to start online. What are other people doing? I just spent some time doing research and learning about all these different things to see what might click, what might be interesting. That's when Facebook caught on to me and started pushing a coaching ads, business coaching ads at me. And I, that was the very first time that I saw that the coaching industry was booming. And I said, well, I always liked giving travel advice and tips and, you know, really, I used to create, I, I didn't create itineraries, but I would have friends or family reach out to me all the time throughout my journey traveling and say, oh, well, I, I really want to go to Southeast Asia one day. Do you have a recommendation? So I would put together this list of questions and say, well, why do you want to go? What do you want to experience when you're there? Like, what's the, the underlying factor of why you want to get away? what does your budget look like stuff like that and I wouldn't plan for them but I would just give them suggestions um based on their answers and I would just do that for free and I said well I always liked helping people you know in some sort of way when it comes to travel and so I never saw anyone that said travel coaching or anything that said travel coaching but I put two two and two together I never questioned or doubted it uh and I said I'm gonna be a travel coach and then from that moment, I was figuring out how to start my own business and incorporate that with my travel coaching. And in that journey, very, very early on, I had a lot of people reaching out to me online and they're like, whoa, what's a travel coach? That sounds really interesting. Like that might be something I want to do. And it, that was the moment I went to Google and I said, what is travel coaching or like something travel coaching? I never did it before <laughs> I even registered my business before I Googled it. <laughs> like, and screw it. We're it was, figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I was like, well, that's a good question. Cause I'm wondering if, if they are asking me, they must have gone to Google first and, and typed it in. Maybe they were confused though. I'm going to go to Google and see what it says. And the only things that were really popping up were coach buses. So travel coach buses. And instead of that would have scared a lot of people and said, well, obviously it's not a thing. I got to change my title, change my path. Not for me. That was the moment, the aha moment that there's a thing here. And I don't nobody, know what it is. Nobody else is doing it yet. either. Apparently and no one's yeah. doing it. It doesn't exist really. There was like an article 10 years ago, now like 13 years ago about travel coaching and the potential that travel coaching has. And you know, came across that. And some people were, had travel and coach in their travel agent description, but there was really nothing. And th from that moment, I started building two businesses. I 
was building my travel coaching business, which eventually rolled into wellness and business travel and corporate wellness. And at the same time, I was building the travel coach network. I was building this community of global travel coaches who I could mentor, coach, and provide courses, programs, certification programs for, to help them figure out like, what is their niche? The same exact journey I was on. What is their path? What can they do with their knowledge of travel that is unique and authentic to themselves? If they don't feel like they fit in anywhere else, or how can they combine what it is? Maybe they are, a lot of them are travel agents or travel advisors or tour operators or wellness retreat leaders, but they want to gain that, figure out how they can really embrace their passion for travel and build a business off of it because there's a lot of business coaches out there telling you how to build a business but they don't align with the passion for travel aspect of it and that's what made me different to help me grow the travel coach network that's so so cool so with your focus on wellness and business and corporate travel what was that like for the clients that you were bringing on i'm just kind of curious were you planning their itineraries or were you giving just I, you weren't, it's not a travel agent. So what, mm-hmm. what was the overall aspect? Like, what was, what would you do the minute someone hired you and was like, all right, Sahara, I'm going, I'm going to China for a business meeting and this is what I want to do, or this is my budget yeah, or whatever. So I work more with, uh, I'm the educational piece. I'm the educational piece to the wellness benefits to travel, how travel and travel experiences can help improve everything from mental well-being to physical well-being, spiritual, emotional well-being as also, and also work performance, productivity, and specific uh, work goals. This is all based on data, on research. There's been decades and decades of studies done on not only the wellness benefits of travel, but also the, the benefits of travel for the corporate world on business travel. And I found it really interesting when I started my, uh, as a wellness travel coaching consultant, that companies were not integrating this into their corporate wellness programs, their travel policies, their business travel initiatives, their wellness initiatives, anything. And I, I found it really interesting that everything from just let's look at the corporate world itself. People were, there was this, before COVID, I was in so many online forums, I would see or hear people's stories of, I I'm leaving my corporate job or I'm leaving my nine to five job. It's become like a tagline for so many Facebook ads. Now leave your nine to five job, leave your corporate job. Do you want to leave it? And, and a common, and those were all different industries, so many different people in different areas, but a commonality that they had was they wanted to travel or they wanted to at least travel for a little bit of time to figure out their life path and then, you know, come back home and figure things out. And I said, well, why, why travel? Like, that's really interesting that why not quit your job to go play tennis? Why not quit your job to sit on the couch? Why not quit your job just to play with their kids? Like, why are people saying, I want to quit my job and travel? And, and it's not that they want to be backpackers. They just need this something right temporarily from travel and everything from the corporate wellness program or corporate wellness. And they weren't integrating the vacation aspect to, for their employees. There, there was, there's so much data on out there on how employees felt like they couldn't talk about their vacation days in the workplace. They were afraid to ask to use their vacation days or all of it. Uh, they didn't feel supported or encouraged to use their vacation days. And when you look at it, things like travel unites people, uh, expands our mind when it comes to co- compassion, empathy, culture, inclusion, all this great stuff that 
workplace wellness is all about. And that was really interesting to me. So I'm the educational piece to it. I provide this information, this awareness. um, And that's where the consulting comes in for corporate programs, um, which could be everyone has some sort of corporate program um, and business travel. The same thing with the burnout in the work place, there's was a huge burnout in the road warrior business travel industry too, mm. uh, leading up to COVID. So were you working, you were working with corporations themselves, not individual people inside a corporation, more of a... Yeah. So travel managers, HR with a lot okay. of associations, organizations, yeah. uh, doing, doing education sessions, providing resources, uh, webinars, um, all different types of thing. I'm in the midst of designing um, a system or a program mm-hmm. that can be applied because the same concept I've developed can be just implemented across all these different areas. Everything from remote work mm-hmm. to HR to travel uh, TMCs, travel management companies to tourism boards, um, which has been really interesting. I had a recent conversation with the um, a tourism board in Ar- from Argentina, and they are. Same thing with a lot of tourism uh, boards. They're trying to reshape, well, how can we attract mm-hmm. tourists? You know, we, and in, from Argentina, that's not a place that a lot of people from the States travel to. We don't have much knowledge on it. It's quite far. It seems, you know, so out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. for many people, but there's a lot of healing aspects to Argentina. So they wanted to market more of their hot springs. Everything, when you think of like Blue Lagoon at yeah. Iceland is the main attraction that everyone who does stop there goes to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the only place with a hot spring to relax you and to have that type of experience. There's so many around the world. So tourism boards can implement this. So there's a lot, a lot of research and data going on, on not only the what uh, destinations can offer, but also, or, or companies or wellness retreats or whatever it might be, the suppliers can offer, but also the data around what travelers are really, truly looking for in the future of travel. That's so cool. That's so cool. It's just like a whole new world when you dive in deep to what you're actually doing. Um, and you kind of mentioned COVID already. So I'm kind of curious, what's been the impact on all of this with COVID-19, a lot of international travel not being as popular, but drive to destinations are kind of a big thing now. And so I'm just kind of curious, what's what's been the overall scope for you on this last year? Yeah, I think this answer honestly fits into every other aspect of my life and personality. It's not the norm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because I've built business models that are not the typical travel, hospitality related business models, I have been very grateful for the growth in my businesses in 2020 um, because of what I do offer. Um, because I don't do bookings and itineraries and you know travel agent. And it, there's no doubt that the travel and hospitality industries have been hit so hard during yeah. from the pandemic. Um, but with my Travel Coach Network, this allowed people time. 2020 allowed people, if anything, it allowed them time, time to figure out, you know, for anything and to figure out, you know, retune into themselves of what makes them happy. Maybe it was their corporate job put them in furlough or they lost their job. They had time. They had thoughts in their head on, okay, was I really happy? Do I want to go back to that? I have time now. No one has answers of when world's going to resume. So what can I do to help 
fulfill this, this, these thoughts and need to figure out my path in life. So I had a lot of people, um, not only in the travel who came from the travel industry. So I had a lot of travel agent swappers looking to, um, shift there. I don't like to say the word pivot. It's been so overused <laughs> yeah. and it's not that you have to pivot directions because you're just really enhancing and enriching your, your knowledge and expertise and what you do in your business. Um, just looking to, um, absorb some of the, the travel coaching that, um, I offer and what that looks like and how they can incorporate that on a deeper level for their, uh, clients in their business. Um, and, or what, direction do they want to go in with their business, but also just people from the health coach, life coach, um, wellness industries looking to integrate this love of travel um, into either starting their own business or the business journey that they had. So the Travel Coach Network has grown tremendously uh, through my uh, certification program. It's the only certification in the program in the world that certifies travel coaches. It's through ICF. Um, so that grew tremendously as well as the membership club. And people just, I offered t different tiers because everyone's at different levels in their life and business. So and everything that I do in my business, um, whether they're mentors or, um, you know, resources or what I learn, I provide to my community because it's all so helpful and people can cherry pick what works for them and who can, who they connect with. So I've launched everything from an elite group for women. And I brought in industry leaders and CEOs from risk management uh, leaders in, at American Express Global Business Travel to hospitality brands, everything to come and mentor uh, this group of women and help them in whatever it was they're looking for at that time. No, that's super detailed. And I, I just love that. It's actually helped, not helped in the, like a bad way, like granted it's a, a pandemic. So like we're, um, you know, definitely not happy about yeah. that, but I think it's cool that you've been able to see that what you've been doing during a time like this is actually going to enhance, like you said, not the word pivot, but it's really going to enhance the, overall like services or offerings that other people are already doing and they're incorporating now this love and need for travel. And one thing it was kind of like reminding me of is that you said that 2020 has given us time. It's given us time to evaluate what do we want? What do we want in life? What do we want to know about ourselves? What do we want to accomplish or, um, you know, whatever, like what, like that. And that makes me think of probably when you were traveling for the first 10 years that you, you probably had so much time to really just be in the moment. And I think, um, especially cause you said you weren't working while you're traveling. So you're being able to be present at that current moment in time versus mm -hmm. now how in 2020, a lot of us were, I think granted we have a lot more technology and, you know, social media and all this other stuff, but uh, we had a lot more time to be present and to figure out, okay, is this like what I've been doing the last five years or 10 years or 20 years? Like, is that something that I've been doing for so long because I just didn't have the time to be present and think about what I actually want um, I think that's really incredible and how that kind of shifted into what you've been growing with the network. So um, for people who are still looking for like maybe a side hustle, like people are still at home right now. Right. So um, you said we don't we don't know when the world's going to open up. What is the um, you know route of becoming a travel coach or like even like obviously you have the certification. But what where do people even start? Like that's my question. If, if I was even curious yeah. about starting, like where would I even start? Yeah, well, the Travel Coach Network is the perfect place to start because um, it's, and people think, well, I don't want to be a coach. The coaching aspect's not for me. And that's really not what it's all about. There's the deeper, what sets the Travel Coach Network apart from a lot of other communities or programs or coaches or what whatnot is that 
a couple things. One, it's the community. I, um, <laughs> we've had so many fun events and uh, through the programs and the membership, which have free versions, there's a lot of free resources. And my anyone on my email list gets any of the uh, the resources and um, reports that I get from you know based on data. I share all of that. So I always preach to people to do their research. So doing research, how to find you know the information on the changes in the industry. And I'm not talking COVID. I mean, that information is there. When I talk about that, I mean, like what are travelers really looking for on a deeper level? Let's say, you know, two years from now in travel so that we can get past this idea of like, travel talk is only about uh, COVID right now um, because there's a lot of data and reports out there. I mean, the Health Tourism Worldwide um, Association just sent their um, a, a report that they did was really, really interesting talking about the triggers of travel, which I always just called like the motivating factors for travel and uh, things like why people are really looking to go for rejuvenation. Is it for rewarding themselves? Is it for human connection? Whatnot? There's just a lot of data. And I share a lot of all of the, or I share all of this with those in my network or community. Um, but also just seeing people connect with one another. I have had so many of, um, I just recently had two of the girls who have been in my program for uh, one for a couple of years. And then one, um, I think in 2020, she joined. And even though it seemed we were so close, it seems like we've known each other forever, but uh, they did a little trip meetup in uh, Florida a couple of weeks ago. And they're both in two different States and they both were going some things through some things in their life. And have connected through the community and talked uh, virtually for a while and they did a little meetup and it was it like made my soul so happy to see a, a friendship come from a world that I created and so it, that is also what we need right now too it's not that we just need more resources and education and and whatnot in in the future of travel but we also need that connection to connect with others whether they are mentors to help you whether it is possible collaborations or partnerships or it's just a friend who has something in common with you and that is what I strive to do in there so anyone just looking to obtain any of this and you have some sort of love of travel or hospitality or even wellness you know join the travel coach network community and that could be a free my free Facebook group it could be my free economy class membership it could be the travel coach certification program or just send me a message and ask like how how can I be involved or this is my story I have blog um I could contributors on my blog to share their stories and messages, just whatever I can do to support people on their own journey and just really have them live their most authentic self through their love of travel and help people and make an impact that they want to do is my underlying goal for the Travel Coach Network. That's awesome. Because what you've experienced with travel and you know being present in the moment and creating memories and experiences, now you get to do that with your own community. And that's the whole point of travel is, you know, is to to, to experience something that we're not used to and, and normally don't find granted, like not saying we don't have community at home or where we live or where we yeah. work, but you know, that's different. A hundred percent different. I think that's so cool that you're yeah. able to have that experience of seeing two members meet up and be like, Hey, we're like now best friends uh, from that. So that's really cool that you have that opportunity. So no, that's really great. Um, I, yeah, you just got so much that you've, un you've uncovered and just it, it blows my mind to think of like this whole new world of travel because I've been obsessed with like creating destinations, right? Like where, how can we be, be wired to create? And there's so many things that you've talked about that you've just been, you're a wired 
person to create this remarkable experience for other people and travel and for people in the network of travel. And so I think it's super cool. And I appreciate you, you know, bringing your time and, and value to what you're doing in the industry. It's just incredible. So it's really inspiring to me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And it's so funny while we were just talking here, uh, my professor from that course that I told you, my very first course at the tourism program was calling during this. And oh, I haven't no. talked to him in a while. Like it must be, we synced up. Yeah. Uh, so he heard our conversation somehow. His so. ears must have been That's ringing. so funny. <laughs> Yeah. And, and finding people like that has, uh, you know, that mentorship and that guidance and everything and having those people who really just understand you um, in various aspects, aspects of your life is really great. So that's why I'm really glad that you and I have met and connected yeah. through, uh, you know, our world of travel and stuff. And we're able to support one another and our, our businesses and our relationships that we uh, send to one another and, yeah. and whatnot. So I really appreciate you having me on your podcast today and I'm really excited to hear you know how you see how your uh listeners you know what they related to most uh in this conversation yeah well I think like you know we're in that time it's still uneasy where a lot of people don't know what's going on when things will open up you know what the world's going to look like from the year beyond you know where we are today so I think it's this is a great resource you're I, I recommend anybody to go check it out and just kind of even reach out to you. I'll, I'll make sure to put show notes that have links and descriptions and even a, a direct message uh, outlet for you. So that if anybody's curious, like Sahara definitely has all the answers. I, I don't, this is all something I'm still probably gonna be DMing her and be like, Hey, uh, so what does this mean? What's this? What's this? I'm going to be asking tons more questions. So I'm excited. Ask away. <laughs> I am here to answer them. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sahara. And you heard it. Slick talkers. Check out the show notes, click all the links in the show notes below, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.